Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, friends and true believers. It's Chris Machete Cochran here, your favorite comic book artist slash cult leader. Yeah, look, I've got a magic wand today. It's a Harry Potter replica of my lives. Whose is this one? Is this Voldemort's or Harry Potter's no, or whose is this? It's Harry Potter's second wand. Okay, this is Harry. Stole. This is Harry Potter's second wand that they stole off of a Death Eater. That they stole off of a Death Eater. Okay, so I, I sometimes I have a pen in my hand. Sometimes I have a beer in my hand. Right? It's been a great week. Weekend, month, summer. My, I don't know, my glasses on. That's why I can't see y'all folks. Hey. Yeah, and there's beans in there. He's doing good. Watch this. Alcapoca week with the boches. Scazzlemadoo, 90s haircut. Scazzlemabee, 90s hairdo. Okay, so there's my beans. He's such a good guy. Hello, beans. Anyway, magic wand, beverage. Cheers. The month or the soul or the soul, I'm reading this. The summer has been amazing. I finished off my workshop for the comic books. We did our last weekend, the one that just passed. So yesterday, wow, seems like, yeah, it was, so it was just yesterday. We finished off. I had students from Queens University in there. I had uh, like fourth year uh, film students in there with me. I had eight-year-old film comic book aficionados and everybody's ideas were so amazing the thing that you don't understand is this is where they get the good ideas these folks that are writing the shit for us now and i use that term loosely man they got nothing on these kids these young adults coming up in the system right now so it was a lot of fun and i have to thank mark and moira from the broom factory and uh the kingston canadian film festival for just helping me sponsoring me uh having my back man so i cheers to them and everybody who's helped me here in kingston for the band or for the music the comic book program the music band program's next as you can tell i'm excited about it this is the first time i've done my band program here in kingston and this is the first time i've done it with uh i'd say like it feels like a whole city behind me, but I, I have the proper people behind me to do this. Our rehearsal area is actually a venue with a stage. We're going to take bring this together as a making of the band, building of the band type thing. So the students are going to not only learn how to play as a as a unit, uh, a, a well well rock and roll unit, but they're going to learn how to put the band together. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. And again, thanks to Kingston, Mark Moira, the Broom Factory. Kingston Canadian Film Festival for all your help. Mucho appreciated, my friends. And my cat. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, over the weekend, my in-laws were here. They actually just left. And Ed and Betty, thank you for stopping by. Very, very cool. They brought me a whole lot of beer and a whole lot of meat. So barbecue and beer, I'm in. It's summer, so not a lot of hockey, but that's okay. I can play in my driveway, right? So anyway, safe voyages to them. They are, Ed and Betty, they're heading uh, out back out to Windsor or hanging out in here a little bit longer, but... Uh, all those are not here. Safe voyage, my friends. So my parents were over as well. We had the barbecue. We had the beer. Finished off my art program. 
great weekend, my friends. I hope you guys had a good weekend too. I thought it was great. Let's get into it. So here's something that I picked up. Five bucks at the dollar store. Now, uh, my fellow nerds, well, there were uh, fellow nerds and cult members will notice that it's unpunched. Oh, it's unpunched. That's kind of a big deal if you're if you're a collector. Look at that. So I, this is a wicked Wolverine, the '80s Wolverine. The '70s one was more yellow and black. This the '80s is when this one came in. Very cool. So I picked that for five bucks, plus tax. You know, is that going to tax us, my friends? You knows. Comic book of the week. Now, what I'm going to do is string three together here. Uh, oh, these are gold, my friends. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Okay, so I know you enjoy my stories about how I tell you I, I had to bike like, you know, like 20 kilometers to go pick up the newest Van Halen album, or I had to hike through, you know, three schoolyards and a forest and a lethally, uh, you know, subjective wolf guarding a bridge to get to my comic books and such. But this this is another kind of story, but not that not that extreme. Sorry. So my folks, uh, my my grandparents had a cottage in Caesarea growing up, and we would go up there and. There was a certain summer that we went up there for a long period of time. I remember it was in August. Now, again, I can, I can, I'm pretty good at this. So this right here, man. So we went to a grocery store. Man, was there no frills there, Lonnie, that's in by where the Canadian Tire used to be? What's that little grocery oh, store? Oh, like it's uh, Food Basics? Food Basics is what it is now, I think, or it was when I was last there. But when I was really, really young, it might have been an A&P or something. I can't remember, but they had the whole comic book display there, right? Now, this is, again, okay, so this is, so this comic book was 60 cents at the time. Um, just for a little bit of comic book knowledge, this right here lets you know that it was bought in a variety store, not in a comic book store. If you see a UPC code, it was bought in a, in a variety store, which is hard to find these days, right? Because you can't really buy these very much in variety stores. They're all uh, supplied by the comic book companies themselves, so you'll see like a, a Marvel logo or DC or something. Anyway, I saw this. Flip my lid. This was the first, one of the first limited series. There was a Wolverine as well. That's a whole other story. Right now, what we have here, though, is the Contest of Champions. Okay, so uh, this is really interesting, though. Uh, so, 1980s, I was, uh, I would have been 11 years old around when this came out. What we have is this one came out in June. This one came out in July. And this one came out in August. Okay, now we went up there for the beginning of August, end of August, but maybe the whole month at this point. And, and, the, and the younger comic book collectors won't really understand this, but comic books really wouldn't sell very quickly at uh, grocery stores, variety stores, and they would sit there, sometimes for like for months. So when I went in there in August, I got issue one, two, and three, All they were all sitting there. I got them, and these are the ones that I picked up, like same condition, basically they were, when I found them on the rack way back in 1982. Now, the cool thing about this comic book itself was, okay, I got, you know, I, I'm at my, my grandparents' cottage, which is fun. I had a great time there. My folks uh, really kept me entertained. It was neat. And they also let me just do my own thing with drawing and such. Sometimes I have a friend up there, but I do remember vividly it was just myself. And I bought a lot of comic books. I did a lot of drawing that summer. And it was a lot of fun. So... I had a lot of time to read this thing. Was every Marvel character was in this one when Heroes Gather. It was the first time that they had every Marvel character in an issue. So right there, as a little kid, I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to pull this off? This is going to be incredible. What happened was 
the uh, the Grand Master, who's in movies today, and the Collector, who's in movies today. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're uh, brothers, and they have a contest. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. There's, there's one of them right there. There's the, the Grand Master, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. And they, they have a contest between the two of them, so they like to play games. So they all choose heroes from the Marvel Universe, and they have them compete against each other in three contests. And the winner... Uh, whoever wins two out of three wins wins the prize, and it, it turned out to be that just the loser. Uh, uh, there's right there, and the winner, death. So what happened was death just came in and took the loser out. The winner just got to live. How do you like that, right? My wife's getting lots of messages. Man, we must be doing well. So that's my comic book of the month or the week, and it was something that was uh, three of them came out over the scan span of the summer, the whole summer. Don't you love the summer? Man. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I would buy this comic over and over again for the right price, to be honest with you. So the memories, of, and the, the cool thing was to buy all three of them. It was a three-issue series. So to be able to pick up all three of them as a kid, you know, with your attention span, you want, you need finality in that. You know, you need your closure. You know, it's, it's like an HBO show or something. So being able to pick up all three of them really meant a lot to me. And the storyline was amazing. It was, it tied, I think, with the first limited series that ever came out. As I mentioned, there's a Wolverine one by Frank Miller. Wow. Sensational stuff. Now, the other one I wanted, I, I like to do about comic books now is just something that's a little uh, off the beaten track from what we usually have. A lot of the Silver Age comic books, everybody talks about the superhero ones, first appearance of Iron Man, first appearance of Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, like, and that makes sense. I mean, I get it. But you're missing some some really, really, really choice material. Uh, this is called The Crypt of Shadows. This was 25 cents at the time. This is number 14. This is by Marvel Comics. Uh, Let's check the date on this, my friends. 1974, okay? And again, short stories. Ah, and who doesn't like... I guess this was a a normal thing back in the day, huh? A lot of comics had the short stories, and it was a popular thing. Uh, It was a lot like The Crypt Keeper or Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. Tales from the Dark Side, whatever. Is Tales from the Dark Side, is that a thing? Tales from the Dark Side. Why does that sound familiar? Anyway, um, and then later on they had the kids one, which was Goosebumps, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where all that stuff came from. Not kind, it is. And look at this one. This is Egyptian-themed, Lonnie. You'd probably like this one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So these are some gems that people overlook. Uh, if, you're, if you're a comic book collector, <laughs> excuse me, or a comic book aficionado, don't avoid the Silver Age horror books from Marvel. My, there's some other ones I think that DC did. They're in my office right now. Um, I think it was DC. I mean, it was epic, but they were, they, I gotta admit, they weren't that great. The art was really lacking, unfortunately. Um, but I find the Marvel ones, the, the artwork goes really well with the storylines they're telling. And horror movies are very, uh, very cool. They're, they're kind of uh, under, uh, underrated, as my, my student Ian would say. Very underrated comic. Very underrated comic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, moving on. Okay, so we all know that... Uh, uh, our buddy here. There, oh, I, I'm too click happy. There we go. So my buddy Brent is not with us on the show, but he's always sending in his top fives. And what we're about to do right now is our top five overrated wrestlers. And I think we're basically going to do of all time. That's what we're doing here. Love to hear your input on this kind of stuff. Put this out on TikTok. But, uh, you know, LA Knight won't be on my list, will he? Go on, insult Brent. 
Right. We got we got to we got to, we got to uh, get Brent back in here at some point. But the guy's busy. He's all over the country, man. Every time I talk to him, he's in a different country. You know those wrestlers they travel. So here's what we got: top five overrated wrestlers in my and Brent's opinion. If you disagree or agree, that's great. I guarantee I'm going to offend some people with what I got to say. And that's fine, wrestling fans. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're here. Okay. So let's start off with Brent, and let's do his number five, which was... Um, I forgot my phone. So here, we're going to start with me. My number five was Seth Rollins. Can you put Seth Rollins up there for one second? And I'll go grab my phone. Okay, wow. Okay, I got a good one for this guy. Okay, so now I... like. Right off, right off the bat, I know this one's going to get me some hatred because everybody loves Seth Rollins. I get it. I get it. But I don't like him. Uh, his, it's not a song that people come out to. It's a chant. <laughs> and I know I'm going to get a lot, a lot of arguments over that. But the truth is the truth, right? The truth is the truth. So I'm bringing Brent's list up here just so I can go along with it. And I passed it. So, hey, uh, Seth Rollins. The Idiot Club calls. They want their shoes back. Who would have thought, ever thought that Croc shoes would be a great idea? Is this his idea? Or is this, like, somebody who dresses him? Because that's got to be, and I'm using the, the Chris Jericho, idiot. It's like, dude, the idiot police called. They want their shoes back. I find Seth, Seth Rollins' whole shtick overrated. And he hurts people. <laughs> I don't, I don't find he's that safe. So let's move over to Brent. Brent's got Kevin Nash. Now, does our producer know who Kevin Nash is at number five for Brent? I'm hard on Seth Rollins, huh? Yeah. I am. No, I'm sorry. But, yeah, look at Beans. He agrees. We don't like Seth Rollins. Sorry, folks. I know. Don't, don't hate me. Brent's got Kevin Nash. And I don't blame this. Kevin Nash is, man. He, it could be said that he was a big part of the downfall of uh, a lot of sanctions and parts in wrestling, WCW especially. Okay, so moving Kevin, so here's what Brent has to say. Were you folks with us last time when Brent was really burning rock? Was it rock bands he was burning? Oh, I can't remember. It was great. Oh, it was really good, though. I can't remember what it was. Okay, oh, it was it was bands. Did you this one? So we got Kevin Nash, so here's what, what Brent says. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about Kevin Nash. Brent says, big guy, really didn't do anything wrestling-wise other than being a big guy. Sure, he has NWO, but that hit a lot. It did. He was in the click. And I was either going to pick him or another wrestler, and I went with the other wrestler. But this this guy's a piece of shit, in my opinion. Um, Scott Hall was a really good guy. Rest in peace. He really paid his dues, went through everything. Um, Kevin Nash was one of those guys that one was a promoter, made himself the champion when he really shouldn't have. Shit like that. That's not cool, man. Okay, moving on. That's Brent's number five. But, man, I, I hear you, brother. He, he was my alternate. As I mentioned. Okay, so now we're moving on to my number four most overrated wrestler. We got him, Lonnie. It's John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. Um, I don't dislike John Cena by any means, uh, but as a wrestler, yeah, my, my producer's doing the face thing. He even thought that was stupid. Yeah, he even thought that was stupid. But, you know, it's one of those things where the crowd tells the uh, the audience, tells the WWE what they want to see. And that's back when they would listen to him. Nowadays, I don't think they really listen to the crowd. But uh, I just think he was overrated. Plus, I didn't like his rap shtick when he first came in because I'm not – like, I love a good hip-hop song. 
when I hear like a hip hop rap song that's really bad, and you come on, his stuff was bad. It just really it's 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 it blends into the country uh, music atmosphere for me when it's really really bad rap. So I felt he had that all over him when I first saw him, and that's when I bailed. And as far as the wrestling moves, I wasn't digging it. Overrated. Ding, ding, ding. Let's move on to Brent. Number four, and I got, this is a good one because I got this one as well. <laughs> we have the Mighty Goldberg. All right, we got Goldberg. Oh, the producer knows her wrestlers. Look at that. We got the Mighty Goldberg showing us his crotch. Hey, everybody, look at my bald head and my crotch. Hey, Goldberg, what are you doing? Blowing a bubble out of the top of your head? So we've got Brett. Brent saying Goldberg is number four most uh, overrated wrestler. Here we go. Here's what Brent says. Captivated the audience, sure, but just garbage. <laughs> Plus, his reckless kick ended Bret Hart's career. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Slow clap for that, man. Yeah, he ruined Bret Hart's, uh, our, our, one of our mainstay idols, untouchables here. Best there is, best there ever was. And he was responsible for that. I don't know if Brent remembers, man. I remember hanging out with Brent and one other dude. He was a great big dude, a friend of Brent's. And I'm not gonna name. No, it's just funny. I'm not gonna name his name. It's just he was he was a cool guy, but he loved Goldberg so much. And I remember watching uh, a wrestling match with me, Brenton, and this gentleman. And Goldberg was doing his, where he sticks his tongue out and wipes his lips and everything. And and me and Brent are just kind of laughing. And, and Buddy goes, "Oh, I love it when he does that." We're just gonna, <laughs> we kind of had to hold in our giggles because <laughs> because we were thinking, "Oh, that's not cool." <laughs> Non-guitar people, non-cult members. Some of them are red dudes. Okay, sorry. Uh, number three. Now, this is another one that's going to get me some heat, but you know what? Overrated, because this guy's just a piece of shit, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and uh, I don't know who it is. you don't know who it is? I do, I think. Pop him up there. We'll see if she gets it right. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Oh, man. You know what? Okay, he was a pretty good wrestler. I'll give you that. Pretty good wrestler. I don't think he was a great wrestler, honestly. I really don't. I think he did, he did what he was best at doing, and he made sure that that's what he did. I don't like people who think they can treat people any way they want, be the most abuse substances, their families, and then one day turn around and go to church and say that they're a different person and they're better now. That doesn't work, man. Screw you. It really doesn't. And this guy really screwed over a lot of talent that was coming up. He admits it now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but I found God now, so you must forgive me. In my opinion, very overrated because he's a piece of shit. All right. Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. I didn't even want to say his name. Sean Michaels. And I'll say it twice. Sean Michaels three times. Boo Earns. Again, I'm getting a lot of heat for that. Don't care. That's why I'm here. Now, number three, and I disagree with this one, but hey, that's okay. We're not arguing here. We're sharing ideas. Brent's number three is... I'm thinking this. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, no. The Warrior, I know. The Warrior. Brent has number three as his most overrated wrestler, the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Brent. The spaceship will not pick you up. I don't know. I always liked the Warrior. Maybe it was his hair and his makeup, dude. But I like the Warrior. Yes, overrated, maybe. Uh, yeah, bodybuilder, not the greatest wrestler. But again... He's like a musician who knows his, his his spectrum, like like Weezer, man, like Rivers Cuomo. You know, the B minor is my, like, playground. Uh, the Warrior knew his gimmick, man. He knew his gimmick, and I thought he played it well. He got it, you know, he, mentally he, he couldn't handle what was going on, and I, I understand that. 
But here's what Brent has to say. I'm, I'm defending him as Brent's trashy. I'm so sorry, Brent. I'm not. I didn't mean to turn out that way. Uh, here, so Brent has Ultimate Warrior number three, and here's what Brent has to say. Classic '80s gimmick had nothing. Got winded after minutes. Just terrible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, see, you could say that too. I wouldn't argue with that. I really wouldn't. The only thing I would say is that. He kind of made that his gimmick, right? Um, yeah, so that's Brent's number three, the Ultimate Warrior. Now we're moving over to me with my number two. And it's the same as Brent's number number four, Goldberg. Yeah, um, because he, they took, well, again, what are you doing? Blowing a bubble on top of your head. And, and just that, everything I described earlier, taking Bret Hart out. You know, being a big aspiration to the uh, non-guitar folks, non-wrestling folks. So, yeah, so they're, my number two is Goldberg. Plus, he didn't really do much. He's hurting too many people. Boo. <laughs> Brent's number two. Well, originally on that list, I had a wrestler full of talent, uh, incredible uh, potentially to be, you know, a giant superstar that just didn't get over. And there was a lot of effort made to get him over. And unfortunately, that wrestler has passed away within a week of this episode airing. So I made a bit of an audible on this thing, and I am going to change my mind and my pick out of respect for him and his family. Uh, rest in peace to that wrestler, and my condolences to everyone whose live he touched. Um, but my number two is now Psycho Sid. That's right, Bill Eady broke his leg, his own leg, in the ring, could barely do a suplex. Uh, yeah, Psycho Sid, number two for me. Number two on my list was Goldberg. Number one on my list. Now, if you disagree about this, hear me out. Solo Sokoa. I was busting my ass looking for a half-decent match that Solo Sokoa has been in. Or like, not a half-decent, but like a, a good, solid match. Nothing. His finishing move is taping his thumb up and smacking somebody in the throat with it. So basically, all you got to do is make sure he doesn't throat punch you. So wear, wear, a, wear a friggin' throat band out. <laughs> Seriously, right? Turtleneck it. <laughs> I, I can't find any evidence that this guy can 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 hold like uh the you know the 60 minute man who were you know whatever well he's just become roman reigns lackey he's just a lackey and everybody thinks yeah brent likes him and i i do like him but i think he's yeah. way overrated man like well, yeah, way yeah. overrated okay so that's my number one solo sokoa so overrated douche it no this is wild this one's wild because i would never have thought this he's gonna get some hate mail over this one my friends maybe we'll have to read it next week Brent Cheers is picks his number one. Wow. And Mike, Mike's gotta be out there somewhere going, what the F, dude? Huh? <laughs> I, I think we gotta get Mike's rebuttal on this. We have to have might have Charlotte Flair thinks. <laughs> well, Charlotte Flair, he, I think Brent likes Charlotte Flair. I don't know. Um, so here's what we're here's what Brent's saying about Rick Flair, the 60-minute man. As far as the face of the place, full credit for being the face of NWA. But same eight moves. And the same kind of matches. Steamboat and Sting need all the credit for making Flair what he is. Zing! Whoa! Whoa, that's a bold statement. Nice. Great on the mic. Great spectacle as a presence. Can't touch so many wrestlers in the ring. Whoa! Wasn't he like the oldest wrestler? Oh, let's not talk about that. That's a match. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy, so that's Brent's most overrated wrestler. Woo! Ric Flair. 
And did he ever burn him there too, huh? I like it. I like it when Brent burns people like that. He doesn't do it when he's live here, though, do you, Brent? Come on, get in there. I want to know where Kanye is, Brent. You got to give me the inside scoop on that. I need to know where Kanye is. Kanye's missing. The real Kanye. But you know who's not missing? Crazy plane girl. We've been looking for her. (laughs) Folks, we've been looking for her because she's back. Or is she? Roll it. Conspiracy. can't get enough of that we made that so it would soothe the soul look at it's a cat or is it a la poosh a la canip a la kadoosh a la whip my beans anyway he's not much of a conspiracy theory is he actually he is but that's a whole other story he just showed up Chip in the ear, all the information wrong? Another conspiracy theory. Today we're talking about Crazy Plain Girl. The girl, do we have the original one or no? Because I can just describe it if we don't. No, I, uh, okay. unfortunately. So, no, it's okay, because everybody's seen it a million times. So original, this girl was on a plane. Um, she, she was very uh, well-dressed. She looked clean. She looked like she takes care of herself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm saying she wasn't like, you know, yo, I'm after this boob, get your bob and suck and this and that. And, and, and then racial slurs. No, she looked like a, a professional lady. She got up. She was very upset. Uh, apparently somebody beside her said that the whole plane was going to go down and had a very strange face. She got upset it was a shapeshifter and said that guy is not real and took off from, from the plane. Yeah, that MFers, that motherfucker is not real. It's quite a spectacle. I'm sure you've seen it. So we finally found her after what, like two months? Or a month? I think I'm after a month? So here, do we have do we have the footage? Of her, yeah, speaking about what happened. Okay, here, she, here she is. Here she is, folks. Probably better known as the crazy plane lady. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary. And I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. We all have our bad moments, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see. Wow, so that's, she didn't explain anything. I don't, I'm looking, that's the first time I've really watched that properly because I want you to get my reaction on here. My first thought is, is that her? I don't thought, I didn't think that looked like her. There's a lot of makeup, and I don't think the other girl was wearing as much makeup. That's a lot of makeup. Okay, so to bring you up to date, that was Crazy Plane Girl, who wanted the plane stop because she said there was a shapeshifter on there and was going to kill everybody. So now she's just apologizing and saying everybody has their moments. That was one of mine. She was apologizing for swearing. 
Well, yeah, but the whole, the, but summing it up at the end yeah. was yeah. like you know like I, everybody has their moments, and that was one of mine. I just I sometimes you got to read between the lines and what these people are trying to say, but is that really her? Because if it's not really her, then who cares what she's saying, right? That's the fun of conspiracy theories. Now that's that's you know that's viral. That's going all over the internet. Man, I don't know still what to say about that because we've seen now ones from Britain. There's a gentleman from uh, British Airline, and he wanted to get the hell off the flight because he said there was a shapeshifter. There was a person on an Asian's airline, and he mm-hmm. won. No, he wanted one of them. I think it was the the Britain one actually tried to get the door open oh while it was going, and the Asian one I can't remember the details uh, of that one because the video footage wasn't that good. But it was the same thing in the translation. This person's not real. There's a shapeshifter. I got it off the plane. Now it could be just like you know. A lot of people see stuff and they start to spring off of it and and hallucinate on their own, right? They they kind of bring it on themselves, or you know, sadly, a lot of people are on some medication from the government that possibly is harming them or that's helping them. There's so many explanations for these conspiracy theories, but then again, we're not sitting down talking to these people face to face who have experienced them. Um, all I'm trying to do here is just show what I'm seeing on it and give you my opinion on it because I'd love to hear yours. That's what the Cult of Machete is all about is us uh, expanding on the universe, finding out what this is all about, why we're here, doing it in a peaceful way, helping each other out, right? If you follow any of my, uh, you know, my online stuff through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook even, you know, you're going to see that uh, the Cult of Machete uh, has, a, has a really good following and has a really good message. All right. So we like to look into this kind of stuff because personally, you know, myself and my group really think the wool's being pulled over our eyes by the government and uh, not just one side, but the other side, like the things they're doing these days. How dare you? Anyway, the reason I bring the government into that is just not to get off topic, just to say that you don't know what they have their hand in now that they have admitted they've been lying since the 50s about aliens. So. My point of not believing this is the real real thing of, of Crazy Plane Girl is just because of all the times we've been lied to in the past. Question it. Question it. All right. We're out. Hit the, hit the thing again. Thanks for tuning in. We're about to uh, take off here. Shorter episode, half hour. Look at this guy. Just hanging. I hope you guys had a fabulous weekend. Have a fabulous week. Listen to some rock and roll or whatever kind of music soothes your vibe. I myself love music. Don't call to come back, my friends, but I got a new single out in video. It got over a thousand views the first day. And I'm pretty stoked. This is day two. You can take me right out. This is great. I'm going to leave you with this. This is my new song video. It's called When All the World is Bleeding, and it's by Chris Machete. Canadian rock and roll, my friends. Pow! So you're going to do it. It's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Pow! Right on. Yes, you can.
the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.